Today, our focus is on wasps. Why are we seeing so many all of a sudden? Let's find out starting right now. Welcome to the Weird and Wacky Planet's Nature Just Got Real podcast for kids. Join KB Carr, author of the Weird and Wacky Planet series with Chuck Darwin, Tito and Captain Jack as they bring you the real skinny on what's really going on in the natural world. And now, here's your host, KB Carr. Hello, Planeteers. Welcome back, nature enthusiasts, to another exciting episode of Nature Just Got Real. I'm your host, KB Carr, and today we're buzzing with anticipation because we are diving deep into the fascinating world of wasps and their incredible life cycle. But first, I want to say a big hello and thank you to our listeners in Germany who once again had the most downloads from outside the U.S. from the last episode. Also, for the first time, we have listeners in Portugal and Hong Kong. Welcome. And again, the city that has the most downloads outside the U.S. was Frankfurt, Germany. And in the U.S., Spanish Forks, Utah. You guys are pretty consistent listeners every episode, so I want to thank you personally. Get a hold of me at weirdandwackyplanet.com so I can do just that. Also, if your class is listening to this podcast, have your teacher contact me through weirdandwackyplanet.com as well, uh, because we have some classroom resources for you starting with this episode. That's a new feature for this season as we go into more and more classrooms. Thank you so much for listening, all of you. Now, if you're watching this on video, which you can do on YouTube and possibly other places, there will be pictures inserted here and there of the things we're talking about. But if you're just listening and you're interested in seeing those pictures, uh, you'll find a downloadable PDF in the show notes. It might be helpful to have that to look at while you're listening to the episode so you can see for yourself as we talk about them. Let's get started. Okay, let's start with the star of our show, the wasp. Now, wasps are these tiny, stripy insects that love to hang out in gardens and parks and crash your picnic. But don't worry, they're not out to sting you just for fun. They've got some serious business to attend to. For instance, did you know that wasps are not just cool insects, but they're also essential pollinators? Yep, they help flowers make more flowers. When wasps visit flowers in search of nectar, they pick up tiny bits of pollen on their body. As they move from flower to flower, they accidentally drop pollen, helping plants make seeds and grow more flowers. So wasps are like nature's very own flower delivery service. And wasps are excellent pest controllers as well. They love snagging on all sorts of insects that can be harmful to your garden. So they're like the superheroes of the bug world, keeping everything in balance. So here's the wasp lifestyle in a nutshell, or should I say beeline. Get it? Because they're related to bees? All right, well, (laughs) anyway. It all begins with a wasp queen, and she's like the boss wasp. She wakes up from her long winter nap and is ready to rock. The queen wasp starts by searching for the perfect spot to build her nest. Sometimes it's under your roof, in a tree, or even in a cozy corner of your garden shed. And possibly she has already wintered where she plans on building her nest. 
and once she finds the ideal spot, she gets busy making a nest out of paper. No, not like paper paper. She makes it by chewing up wood and mixing it with her saliva, sort of like paper mache if you were making it from scratch and using your own spit. Crafty, right? Or gross, depending on your point of view. Now the queen lays her first batch of eggs in the nest. These eggs hatch into worker wasps and their job is to help the queen out. These are all females. They're like her personal assistants, building and taking care of the nest and going grocery shopping for food. As the days get warmer and summer arrives, the queen switches gears and starts laying eggs that will become the new queens and male wasps. These future queens are the lucky ones. They get to leave the nest once they grow up. The male wasps, not so much. They're just here for the party. Their job is to mate. But here's where it all gets a little sad. I'm not crying. You're crying. As summer turns into fall around August and September, the wasp colony starts running out of food. No more little wasps are hatching, and the queen and her worker wasps won't make it through the winter. They all say goodbye and leave the nest to die. But do they die right away? No. And here's where we start seeing them crash our picnics and bugging us literally at outdoor restaurants and events. They're looking for food because after months of nothing but work, they've been kicked out of their nests and colonies and they are starving. Kind of like forced retirement without getting any social security to live on. Yeah, Boo is right. Now they are only going to live until it gets colder. But until then, here's how you can help them out and say thank you for their service with a little kindness. You can make a wasp feeder with sugar water so they can eat and relax a little in their old age. And this helps you out too, because if they're eating at your wasp restaurant, they aren't buzzing around you. The directions and recipe for the wasp watering hole is in the show notes, so check those out. But wait, the story doesn't end there. The new queens that made it earlier, they go on to find cozy hiding spots for the winter. They'll curl up in a leaf or under some bark and take a long nap, kind of like a wasp slumber party. And when spring rolls around, they'll wake up and start the cycle all over again. And there you have it, the weird and wacky world of wasp life cycle. Remember, wasps might seem a little scary, but they're just busy bees, I mean wasps, going about their business, helping out in nature. Be kind to the unsung heroes of the garden and thank them for all they do. Now here's Tito with some cool facts about wasps. Take it away, Tito. And now, the weird and wacky creature feature. Today I'm going to give you all some weird wasp facts you can impress your friends with. Here we go. First of all, wasps are not bees. Many people confuse wasps with bees, but they are different insects. Wasps have slender bodies with a smooth appearance, while bees are typically rounder and fuzzy. Number two, unlike bees, wasps do not make honey. They feed on nectar and insects instead. That makes them excellent pollinators and pest controllers because many wasp species help control pest populations by hunting insects like caterpillars, flies, and aphids, which can harm plants. 
Number three, there are many kinds of wasps, like 30,000 different species around the world, each with its own unique characteristics. Some wasps are so small that they are barely visible to the naked eye, while others can be quite large, like murder hornets. Some even look like they're wearing little fancy coats with tails, kind of like wasp tuxedos. <laughs> so cute! In fact, wasps come in a variety of different colors too, including black, yellow, red, and even metallic hues. Some wasps, like mud daubers, create nests out of mud. They collect wet mud and shape it into small cylindrical cells to lay their eggs. I feel like this is better than using their own spit, but maybe that's just me. Some wasp species, like ground nesting wasps, build their nests in holes in the ground. And some wasps, get this, are parasitic and lay their eggs inside other insects, such as caterpillars. And when the wasp larvae hatch, they consume the host from the inside. Wow, that is just scary, gross, and efficient at the same time, am I right? And number four, male wasps don't sting. They do not have stingers. Only female wasps have stingers, and they typically use them for hunting and defending the nest. So the next time you see a wasp hovering around you, she's a girl wasp. Isn't she a cutie? I'm Tito, and I'll see you all next time. Thanks, Tito. That's a lot of different species of wasps. Now here's Dr. Chuck Darwin with the scientific word for this episode. It's time for the weird and wacky, weighty, wondrous word. For this episode, the word is eusocial. What is it, and what does it apply to? Eusocial is a noun used to describe highly organized social structures in which individuals within a colony have a distinct role and cooperate for the benefit of the group. For instance, eusocial groups have a leader, mostly a queen, who is responsible for producing young. Then there are the workers who supply food and cleanup duties, and soldiers who defend the colony. It sounds like a human society, doesn't it? But humans are only loosely eusocial, since most females can reproduce and all can choose and change which jobs they do. Many wasp species exhibit eusocial behavior. Ants are eusocial, as well as bees and two species of mole rats, who are the only truly eusocial mammals. Use the word eusocial in a sentence today and impress someone with your genius. Until next time, I'm Dr. Chuck Darwin. Cheerio! Thanks, Dr. Chuck. The Naked Mole Rat also has its own chapter in the book Weird and Wacky Creatures 2. I'll put a link to that book in the show notes in case you want to check it out. Ever spotted a flying monkey? What about the naked rodents who snack on the unthinkable? Or tiny elephants you can hold in your hands? Take a look at these animals and more in the book Weird and Wacky Creatures 2, part of the Weird and Wacky Planet series by KB Khan. Spot them wherever books are sold and wrap your trunk around your own copy. Now, do you think that swatting at wasps when they're hovering around you is a good idea? It is not. And here's Captain Jack to tell us why. Got a question? Ask the captain. Ahoy, mateys. 
In this episode, today's Ask the Captain question is, why shouldn't I swat at a wasp if it's hovering around me? Well, first of all, it's rude. How would you like to be looking out for food and minding your own business when a giant hand comes at you for no good reason? Display some manners, please. If that's not enough to stop you, here's something important to know. When you swat at a wasp, she can release a chemical signal called an alarm pheromone. This pheromone is released by the wasp as a defense mechanism when she feels threatened, which she will when a giant hand comes at her. The purpose of the alarm pheromone is to alert other wasps in the area that there is potential danger or threat present. So all of a sudden, instead of just one wasp hovering around you, that number could increase depending on how many of her sisters are in the vicinity. Holy Toledo, you are now some sort of wasp magnet. So now you know that swatting at a wasp can be risky as it may increase the likelihood of the wasp stinging you in self-defense. Let me repeat that, self-defense. Instead, try to remain calm and move away from her as she is more likely to become aggressive if she feels threatened. And there you have it. Next time you see a wasp, remember Ixnay Wasp Spray. And if you have a question for me, just email me at naturejustgotreal at gmail.com. I'm always listening. This is Captain Jack signing off. Till next time, bye-bye. Thanks for that really good info, Jack. I am never swatting at a wasp again. And you managed to get some pig Latin in there too. Very nice. Okay, episode recap. What are my takeaways from today? Number one, wasps are way more helpful than I knew. They really are one of the superheroes for the planet. Number two, I had no idea they were swarming around me because they were starving. I have a much better understanding of their behavior now, and I will help them out where I can and spread the word, and I hope you'll do the same. Number three, I will never swat at or threaten a wasp again. I definitely don't want reinforcements showing up. What are some of your takeaways from today's episode? And don't forget to check out the recommended reads and all the fun things in the PDF you can do to both help retired wasps and protect yourself from being stung. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and share it with your fellow nature enthusiasts. We'll be back next month with another episode from the wild. Until then, go have a buzzing wasp-eating adventure in your neighborhood. That wraps up the show for today. Thank you to our sponsor, Weird and Wacky Planet. And thank you for listening. Thank you for caring and thank you for sharing. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Let us know if you do and we might mention you on the show. Until next week, go have an adventure in your neighbourhood.